Hi, welcome to A Smattering of Heresy. I am Gemma, and on this podcast we talk philosophy, art, paganism, different types of stuff that all have to do with internal healing and my experience of healing from trauma and just creating a new relationship with myself. Some health aid kombucha. It's blood orange, carrot, ginger. Which actually, ginger is one of my very favorite flavors of anything. I only saw blood orange, but now I'm really happy because lately I've been on an orange carrot ginger kick because it's like really good for inflammation. Sometimes I make the juice myself, and sometimes I drink the Bot House Farms one, which is really good. It's like it's good in the way kombucha is good, where like it's not good. But um, you decide that it's good, and then it's good. It, like, sneaks up on you. So, um, today, what I'd love to talk to you about is hard day help. You know, there are some days that are harder than others, but also psychologically harder than others. And there are some days that are just unbelievably hard. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes those stretch out for long periods of time. And if you happen to be in a period like that right now, uh, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fucking bleak. I feel hesitant adding, like, a hopeful afterthought, because I know when I've been in periods like that, um, it, it's not helpful at all. <laughs> so I'll just keep it to myself and, uh, just say that, uh, it's bleak and, uh, it sucks that you're there right now. And if you're not, maybe you don't struggle with depression or panic attacks or, you know, psychotic episodes or maybe you struggle with um, bipolar or paranoia or um, none of the above and you just have days where you just get like really emotional and you don't have a diagnosis or anything and it's like some days for some reason it's just fucking hard or (laughs) I don't know man, maybe you have, um, maybe you have a completely different kind of thing like some kind of physical ailment like Crohn's or something and some days you know even if other people don't know about it it's a hard day there is some stuff happening that is hard and that can also for sure just be life related you know going through a hardship money stress heartache um yeah whatever you've got going on so I guess the reason why I'm mentioning all these different things is not because um I don't think any of us were in the weeds, like, hard day, what would that be? You know, yeah, I guess it's a little redundant, but I also just wanted to kind of toss a net. It can be nice to, like, hear something you're struggling with validated in that way, especially if you happen to be in a place where you don't have a treatment team, medical doctors or psychological doctors or therapists or whatever that looks like. 
you know, you're doing a lot of self-validating and, and that's so valuable, but it's also really tiring. So I just kind of wanted you to know, um, just have like a moment of feeling seen, I guess. And obviously that's not an exhaustive list. Uh, it's just what came to me. But um, no matter what you're you're struggling with on the days where it's really hard, it's really hard to come up with a plan, especially if the thick of it has to do with life-ending thoughts or hopelessness. What's the point in creating a plan? For some people, maybe really severe pain, or for me, like, um, really severe life-ending thoughts, or just getting really, like, detached from reality and uh, thinking it all is kind of off the table to a certain degree. So I find it really useful to have the plan predetermined. So on my phone, I use the notes and the to-do apps from Google like crazy. They're, they're like probably the apps I use most. Also, I don't know if you can hear Avery, but she's starting to run around and bark now. And that was Bailey. So cute. They're having fun. Okay. Um, anyway. So I keep it on my phone. And I keep it in the same app where I keep my to-do list because mentally I say to myself, okay, pause your to-do list. You have a new to-do list now. Your day has now changed. Everything you were thinking about is gone. And what I'm doing now is this list and only this. And that is all that I need to do. That is all that I am responsible for today. And that is super helpful. I don't have to think. I don't have to make a plan. And we also can dismantle some guilt about not getting things done that you were supposed to get done in the moment. Now you now have a different to-do list. So, I just want to, like, breathe for a second. At the top, I have a quote from Dora Camus, who is one of the voices on Headspace. She's so great. And to my jubilation, she also has stuff on Spotify, a few different meditation tracks. She's just really fucking cool. During one meditation, she says, you are not broken, you're human. And she goes through like thanking different experiences for like reminding us of our humanness. Anyway, I like to have that at the top. You are not broken, you're human. And then, first off, we've got our basic needs. Then we have things that fall under cleansing. And then that would be the end of the to-do list. And if there's energy for more stuff, I have some ideas listed. But if there's not, cool, like you got your to-do list done. So anyway, so there's five basic needs. Firstly, hydration. Fucking fundamental. And underneath each of these things, I actually list a person who um, reminds me of that thing, who I admire, and then it's almost like they're advising me to do this thing. So I have hydration with Lizzo. 
All I needed was some coconut oil. Don't worry about the small things. I know I can do all things. Mama always told me it would be all right. I thought I needed your love. But all I needed was some coconut. I am free, yeah, yeah. So water me, oh. You know, whatever. She's got, like, just a lot of great shit. Second one is medication. So... Immediately checking in with my medication box, making sure that I am taking things right. It's easy to accidentally start withdrawal, especially if you have multiple medications happening and you don't have one of those little compartment things. It's like so easy to enter withdrawal without even realizing because maybe you didn't fill in your, your medicines for the week this time and I know for me, I'm like, oh shit, I think I forgot to take that this morning, but I'm not actually really sure. Okay, well, it's fine. It's just once. And then that happens like a few days in a row and I don't even realize it because I'm like, oh man, did I forget to take that or was that yesterday? You know, and then it's like, cool, withdrawal, (laughs) which is the absolute worst. So that's super fundamental. Another of our five fundamental basic needs is movement and that can look however it looks. If you struggle with a physical ailment or an eating disorder or something where movement is a tricky thing to do in a healthy way, heard. It doesn't have to be any specific kind of thing. It could be taking your dog on a walk. It could be stretching in your chair. Whatever feels safe and correct for you. For me, a lot of times that's yoga. So underneath I have Hitomi because Hitomi Matazuki. Um, Hitomi is a YouTuber and um, she's also a yogi and she's pretty cool. So, Okay, so the next one is nourish your body. And underneath I have Rachel Amma, another YouTuber. She's a vegan British YouTuber and she's awesome. I think her parents are... I can't remember. I, you know, one of her parents might have been Caribbean, and then one of her parents might have been from Africa, because I feel like I've heard her reference both of those things, so. But anyway, she has lots of great flavors, and one of the things she talks about the most is she doesn't talk about, um, she doesn't necessarily talk about nutrition or dieting or anything like that. She's all about nourishing yourself, and that's the kind of language she uses, and I really really like that so she creates these meals that are you know good for your heart I guess in a physical and literal sense really is what I'm saying the last one we got here is sleep I I find all the little tiny moments of setting myself up for success are actually so fucking important and such a huge part of me doing well right now You know, like having the medicine compartment thingy-me-bob. That is like so fucking key. Then for cleansing, cleansing your body, super important. Taking a shower, taking a bath, washing your face, changing your clothes, you know, whatever um, is attainable to you on that day. Prioritizing cleansing your body and cleansing your bed um a lot of times I find making myself put new sheets on the bed 
I just get better sleep that night. Um, and it just is like such a annoying chore, so I don't do it as often as I should. Most importantly, it's a message from me to me, you know, my physical home matters, taking care of it matters, and my um, home home matters, you know, my body and my home, like they both matter and taking care of them is like a fundamental thing that I need. And then the last thing I have on our, on our list here is cleansing your mind. So sometimes I like to do a visualization of visualizing a protective barrier. Sometimes I imagine it like the Hunger Games, like um, with a sort of rubric, and when a thought comes through, it's like that rubric lights up above it, and um, that thought immediately is encased in like a metal box and bonk falls to the ground. And sometimes I like to imagine it as like kind of a force field and as a thought enters it, it's just like decomposing, you know, it just is like burning to ash before it even reaches me. So when I have, you know, the, the space in my heart to do that, which usually by the end of this list, I have a little bit a little bit more space to do something like that but also you know sometimes you don't get through the whole list and that's completely fine maybe you drank a glass of water and checked your medication and took um, a PRN if you have one maybe you already did some movement earlier in the day so you're cool and um, fixed yourself a really yummy burrito full of beans and things that are just like really good for you and then you got to sleep and you were like you know what I fucking need sleep and you just immediately went to bed like good for you proud of you you did all the most important things so you know it's all good no part of it is ever meant in shame you know it's just things that are all helpful and are all among the most important things you could be doing so um underneath it I have some like things for fun that are just good for the spirit if there's energy left. If there's not energy left, that's also completely fine. But the first one I have here is Outside Time with Avery. Underneath that, I have Georgia O'Keeffe because she spent so much time in the desert. So a lot of times if I'm having a hard day, that is not going to look like me doing a lot of activity. Like we probably aren't going to go on a hike you know, it's probably going to be us going to the dog park or she can have a lot of activity and I'm sitting outside. That can also be really helpful. Or if driving isn't a good idea, a walk or if there's a backyard available to you, something like that. The next one is singing. Underneath I have Esty from Unorthodox. Unorthodox was such a good book. And then Netflix did their own version. Well, she did it with them, like, and it's different from the book, but... She talks about that in the epilogue of the book. She and a bunch of other people worked on it together, and so it really felt like an amalgamation of their experience, sort of all of their experience. So it was great knowing that going into it, because it is really different, but it didn't feel disappointing. It felt like when those deviations occurred, they were representations of someone else's story that was also getting mixed in. Um, anyway, in the Netflix one, at one point, Esty sings, and it's just, oh, it's just gorgeous. 
actually, I just got goosebumps. It's really special, and there's something about it that hits home in that place where, like, there's not always words, but it's something along the lines of seeing someone who was so... There were so many experiences that tried to break her spirit, and then seeing her sing with all her heart, it just felt like real resiliency. That's very emotional. Actually, I'm like welling up. Something like singing, or this next one underneath it, creativity. There's something just really extraordinary about doing that when we're in pain. Because there's just so much self-ownership in that, you know? It's like the situation is breaking you down, and there's every opportunity to be broken down. But in this moment, you're going like full-on opposition to that. This piercing streak of light shooting straight through that and doing something else because you belong to yourself. And that's um, just a fucking gorgeous. So I have singing and then creativity of any kind, whatever that looks like for you. Um, taking gentle care of my home or my body, and underneath it I have my sister's name. I just think of her when I think of that. And then underneath that, reach out. One of the things I really enjoyed in Know My Name, or maybe maybe enjoyed's the wrong word, but something that I found really um, inspirational was the way that she leaned on her family. Um, because it was, I mean, it was a hard experience for all of them, but there was something really special about the way that her family was a safe space for her to grieve, going home to her mom and dad's house, just cooking or something really simple, and it was really lovely. And that's not an option for everyone, but there's still probably some version of that. Maybe like a online friend that you could message or in-person friend that you could text, you know, whatever. Maybe even if you don't have literally anyone, you could still call your therapist. You could call a hotline. There's always options if that feels like it would be appropriate and helpful to you. And the last one I have as an option is to meditate, and underneath it again I have Dora Kanu. Yeah, it's just a nice little bookend. Whew. As this is a little more mellow, I wanted to read some Yeats. So, okay, there's, man, just so many great ones, but I'm going to pick some of my favorites here. Mmm. Mmm. I love this. Ephemera. This is one of my f absolute favorites of his. Your eyes that once were never weary of mine are bowed in sorrow under pendulous lids because our love is waning. And then she, although our love is waning, let us stand by the long border of the lake once more, together in that hour of gentleness when the poor, tired child passion falls asleep. How far away the stars seem, and how far away is our first kiss. And, uh, how old my heart Pensive, they paced along the faded leaves, while slowly he whose hand held hers replied, 
Passion has often worn our wandering hearts. The woods were round them, and the yellow leaves fell like faint meteors in the gloom, and once a rabbit, old and lame, limped down the path. Autumn was over him, and now they stood on the lone border of the lake once more. Turning, he saw that she had thrust dead leaves gathered in silence, dewy as her eyes in bosom and hair. Ah, uh, do not mourn, he said, that we are tired, for other loves await us. Hate on, and love through unrepining hours. Before us lies eternity, our souls, our love, and a continual farewell. This is the madness of King Gull. I sat on cushioned otter skin. My word was law. Uh, actually, I don't know how to pronounce these cities, which is like kind of embarrassing because I'm Irish, but I, I'm not sure. So, oh well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it wrong. So, I sat on cushioned otter skin. My word was law from Ith to Amon, and shook at Inver. Amergine, the hearts of a world-troubling seamen, and drove tumult and war away, from girl and boy and man and beast. The fields grew fatter day by day, the wild fowl of the air increased, and every olive said, when he bent down his fading head, he drives away the northern cold. They will not hush, the leaves aflutter round me, the beech leaves old. I sat and mused and drank sweet wine. A herdsman came from inland valleys, crying. The pirates drove his swine to fill their dark-beaked hollow galleys. I called my battle-breaking men and my loud brazen battle-cars from rolling vale and rivery glen and under the blinking of the stars fell on the pirates by the deep and hurled them in the gulf of sleep. These hands won many a Turk of gold. They will not hush, the leaves aflutter round me, the beech leaves old. But slowly, as I shouting slew and trampled in the bubbling mire, in my most secret spirit grew a whirling and a wandering fire. I stood, keen stars above me shone, around me shone keen eyes of men, I laughed aloud and hurried on by rocky shore and rushy fen. I laughed because birds fluttered by and starlight gleamed and clouds flew high and rushes waved and waters rolled. They will not hush. The leaves flutter round me, the beech leaves old. And now I wander in the woods when summer gluts the golden bees or in autumnal solitudes arise the leopard-colored trees. Or when along the wintry strands the cormonts shiver on their rocks, I wander on and wave my hands and sing and shake my heavy locks. The gray wolf knows me. By one ear I lead along the woodland deer. The hares run by me, growing bold. They will not hush. The leaves aflutter round me. The beech leaves old. I came upon a little town that slumbered in the harvest moon. 
and passed a tiptoe up and down, murmuring to a fitful tune. How I have followed night and day, a trampling of tremendous feet, and saw where this old timpan lay deserted on a doorway seat, and bore it to the woods with me. Of some inhuman misery, our married voices wildly trolled. They will not hush, the leaves a flood around me, the beech leaves old. I sang how, when day's toil is done, Oracle shakes out her long dark hair that hides away the dying sun and sheds faint odors through the air. When my hand passed from wire to wire, it quenched with sound like falling dew, the whirling and the wandering fire. But lift a mournful allelu, for the kind wires are torn and still, and I must wander wood and hill through summer's heat and winter's cold. They will not hush. The leaves a flutter around me. The beech leaves old. To some I have talked with by the fire. While I wrought out these fitful down and rhymes, my heart would brim with dreams about the times when we bent down above the fading coals and talked of the dark folk who live in souls of passionate men, like bats in the dead trees, and of the wayward twilight companies who sigh with mingled sorrow and contentment because their blossoming dreams have never bent under the fruit of evil and of good, and of the embattled flaming multitude who rise wing above wing, flame above flame, and like a storm cry the ineffable name, and with the clashing of their sword blades make rapturous music till the morning break and the white hush end all but the loud beat of their long wings and the flash of their white teeth. He wishes for the cloths of heaven. Had I the heavens embroidered cloths, inwrought with the golden and silver light, the blue and the dim and the dark cloths of night and light and the half-light, I would spread the cloths under your feet. But I, being poor, have only my dreams. I have spread my dreams under your feet. Tread softly because you tread on my dreams. September 1913, probably his most famous one. What need you, being come to sense, but fumble in a greasy till, and add the halfpence to the pence, and prayer to shivering prayer, until you have dried the marrow from the bone. For men were born to pray and save, Romantic Ireland's dead and gone, it's with O'Leary in the grave. Yet they were of a different kind, the names that stilled your childish play. They have gone about the world like wind, but little time had they to pray for whom the hangman's rope was spun. And what, God help us, could they save? Romantic Ireland's dead and gone, it's with O'Leary in the grave. Was it for this the wild geese spread, the gray wing upon every tide, 
For this, that all that blood was shed. For this, Edward Fitzgerald died. And Robert Emmett and Wolfe Tone. All that delirium of the brave. Romantic Ireland's dead and gone. It's with O'Leary in the grave. Yet could we turn the years again and call those exiles as they were, in all their loneliness and pain? You'd cry, some woman's yellow hair has maddened every mother's son. They weighed so lightly what they gave, but let them be. They're dead and gone. They're with O'Leary in the grave. A Coat I made my song a coat, covered with embroideries out of old mythologies from heel to throat. But the fools caught it, wore it in the world's eyes as though they'd wrought it. Song, let them take it, for there's more enterprise in walking naked. Under Saturn, do not because this day I have grown Saturnine. Imagine that lost love, inseparable from my thought because I have no other youth, can make me pine. For how should I forget the wisdom that you brought, the comfort that you made? Although my wits have gone on a fantastic ride, my horse's flanks are spurred by the childish memories of an old cross, Pollocksfin, and of a Middleton, whose name you never heard, and of red-haired Yates, whose looks, although he died before my time, seem like a vivid memory. You heard that laboring man who had served my people. He said, upon the open door, near to the Sligo Key, no, no, not said, but cried it out, you have come again. And surely after 20 years, it was time to come. I am thinking of a child's vow sworn in vain, never to leave that valley his fathers called their home. Are you content? I called on those that call me son, grandson or great-grandson, on uncles, aunts, great uncles or great aunts, to judge what I have done, have I, that put it into words, spoilt what old loins have sent? Eyes spiritualized by death can judge. I cannot, but I am not content. He that in Sligo at Drumcliffe set up the old stone cross that red-headed rector in country down, oh no, in county down, a good man on a good horse, Sandy Mount, Corbett's that notable man, old William Pollocksfin, the smuggler Middleton, butler's far back half-legendary men. Infirm and aged I might stay in some good company, I, who have always hated work, smiling at the sea, or demonstrate in my own life what Robert Browning meant by an old hunter talking with gods. But I am not content. Yeah. 
those were all my WB Yates. <sighs> so, thanks for hanging out. My name is Gemma Gilmar. If you want to connect, I'm on Instagram, gilmarart, G-U-I-O-M-A-R-D dot A-R-T. I also have a Patreon talk about books. I um, have little digital drawings that I do about spirituality or paganism. They're kind of like handouts, really. They're kind of um, almost like a workbook page that I kind of draw. A lot of other fun things over there. But yeah, thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for giving me your time. And I really hope that something in here was helpful to you.